It is a Friday afternoon, Los Angeles, California. Currently, there's vacuuming happening at Julio Slim's Barbershop, and we're live. It's Living with Will. We haven't had an episode in a long time. I've been loafing on you all a little bit. I've been shilling a lot, teaching people about the art of the sale. We've been talking music. We've been building, learning, teaching, seeking, waiting. But the wait is over. The vibe is now. We're back in action. It's high octane. It's everything you could possibly want in a podcast. We got vibes. We got love. We got excitement. We got twists. And we got Vic. So at this, I don't want to waste your time at all. I want to introduce my next guest, the incredible, the ever-elusive Vic Love. She's doing some amazing things. Her podcast can be fucking goat tier. So let's get into it. Obviously, as always, music by Julio Slim. He's on the phone with me right now while I do this intro. That's how you know we keep it authentic here at Living With Will Studios. Thank you all so much for being here. And as always, welcome back to another week. Living With Will. Yeah. Just a bump in the road, minor setback. I cannot forget that. You see me sell soft, I regret that. I carry the supply like a kid pack. And you ain't have to talk, you just stare back. You already know where my head at. I'm trying to get this bread, Jack. And really, I ain't trying to hear that. It's clear that. The shit a nigga talk about. I really done did that. I really done lived that. Well, you wouldn't want your kids at. You wouldn't want your crib back. Nigga, I can't even sit back without the strap. Nigga, I can't even relax without the pack. It's all on the line, nigga. I can't even fall back. I fell down, but I crawled back. Looking for the money, power, respect, all that. A true hustler, what you call that? Got me feeling like MF Doom on all caps. Put your money on the laws, man, they told y'all wrong Dewan already sold y'all songs Records from the heart that was hot like the stove still on The herd dripping while it closed the lawn The frozen arm, compliment the golden charms I make chess moves, on facade, I'm so nonchalant All with the flick of the wrist, average triple-double steals and assists It's like I'm running the point, Oscar Robinson puffing his joint With 40s and 4.5s, that's a lot of points I write crime like Donald Goins Hustle for the coins, breaking down chicken tenderloins Money make a lot of shit, null and void Life you can't avoid, keep it with me cause I'm paranoid Big Glock shots make a scary noise Keep it very poised, turn your group of men into scary boys Let's go. Amazing. Hey, listen. <laughs> oh my goodness. I wish that we were releasing like, this visual. <laughs> I was like, this feels so good. Where'd you get that from? My friend Shelby got me all these like face masks for Christmas. That's awesome. This is a vitamin C one. So I just like had it on. 
So, all right. I need to start putting vitamin C on my face too. I didn't realize that was a thing. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I usually just take it in, in, uh, in gummy bear form. So, <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, listen, I'm so grateful to be here with you. This is amazing. Um, we're going to get right into it. Let me ask you a really quick question. Does it sound better for you when I'm speaking with it like this or when I'm speaking with it like this? So this is, this is plan the other B. way. This is plan A. Yeah. A? Okay, man. Cool. Thank you. No plan B's. I'm celibate. No. <laughs> Take that sound bite out. <laughs> but my sponsors. Oh, my sp- hilarious. You, my like, I didn't tell you my sponsor. Plan is plan B. B. <laughs> um, so we're going to get right into it. I'm so grateful that you're here. I love to start these on the wave of gratitude. So I'll just start us off by saying thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> of course. So one of the things that uh, I love to start these interviews with is like kind of a trip into the past. So kind of talking about where we came from to where we are now. So mm-hmm. for those who are listening, who may know you very well, who might not know you at all, kind of take us down the trip of, you know, where your artist journey began and how it led you into the blockchain. Oh, wow. From the past to the blockchain. Wow, wow, wow. All right. Well, my name is Victoria Lover. I am currently a film producer, director, and editor. Um, My film journey started subconsciously when I was in grade school, middle school, high school. Um, I guess I'll start with like the high school stuff because it's kind of where artistry was creeping in. Um, Music videos, LimeWire mixtapes, MySpace, and modeling. Um, I actually got into making LimeWire mixtapes first, and I just always had a really big thing with music. I I loved music so much. And then um, my dad would actually take the power cord from the computer so that I couldn't get on the computer if he wasn't home because I was always like on LimeWire. My folks would do the same. They would take the computer sometimes. (laughs) Yes. And then um, during that time as well, like MTV Jams was a big thing. And all I did 24-7 was watch MTV jams. Like I think it was channel 325 or something crazy. Right. And with that, my dad, even then he blocked the music video channels (laughs) because I was so deep into it. That's all I did. Like I was a really big high Williams fan. I thought that one day because of music videos and LimeWire mixtapes that I'd actually be a music producer. Um, because I just love music so much. Hell yeah. During that time, MySpace comes out. So, you know, we're putting like everyone's putting Lil Wayne on their page because he was like the best rapper alive at the time. It was the Lil Wayne era. The drop mixtapes were coming out. The mixtape king. Yes. And I got into like making MySpace layouts for everybody. Um, That was between like the ages, what, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. Right. And at age 15, between the ages of 15 and 18, I had actually got into modeling quickly realized I didn't want to do that shit I was just like this is not for me like this modeling thing is not for me but something in this realm is not really sure what it is also in the south from grade school to high school I grew up on sports 
very, very, very big sports fan um, integrated into me because of my father. I am unfortunately a Dallas Cowboys fan. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it because they just lost that playoff game, uh, horribly lost that playoff game. And then I'm also a Florida State football fan. I grew up in Florida, actually. So I lived about two hours away from Tallahassee. And I'm a Duke basketball fan for college. And then when it comes to the NBA, it's kind of tough because players get traded all the time. But I grew up an Allen Iverson fan. So, of course, the 76ers and also a Celtics fan, because at the time the teams were stacked. It was Allen, Rondo, Garnett. It was fucking stacked. So I was a really big Celtics fan. So during that time at the end of high school, as I'm applying for school, I started get I started smoking pot, you know, at the age of 15. And so when Let's that happened, right, like the grades started dwindling. I got my first C in school at the age of 15, had my like, you know, lost my virginity, like went through a whole thing, um, was being a fucking high school student. Mm-hmm. So my grades dropped from like a 3.4 to like under 3.0, 3.12. And like, it was like dwindling. So when I applied for FSU, I unfortunately was unable to get into Florida State. (laughs) And so because I was telling my dad, I was like, yo, dad, wouldn't it be cool if I could just be like Aaron Andrews and be like a sports reporter and just go to all the games for free? So like in my head, I was like, yo, I'll be like a broadcast journalist. I'm gonna go to all the games for free, blase, blase. That's what I'm going to do. Didn't work out at FSU. (laughs) So um, actually at my school, what had happened was some speakers from the Art Institute came to tell us about the Art Institute. And I was like, oh, this sounds cool. So I started asking questions about broadcasting and film and journalism and stuff within the Art Institutes. I liked the answers they were giving me. Um, The Art Institute is a big fucking scam, don't go. But I still got my degree there. So I got an early acceptance into the Art Institute of Jacksonville, Florida. I went there in the fall of 2010 and graduated in the summer of 2015. And that is where my love for film actually started. Um, My first class was lighting. And then uh, another class was editing. I fucking fell in love with editing, dude, like the rhythmic ways of editing. And then on top of that, my first editing project for my first quarter ever in school was to create a music video. Wildly enough, at the time, I was dating somebody who did music and we were living together. And I was like, yo, I got to make a school project and it happens to be a music video. So let's make a fucking music video. Subconsciously, the shit from my past and my childhood started going into the edits. And I'm sure most filmmakers or most people who are in the music video industry are very familiar with Hype Williams and how he would do like the double screens. I just subconsciously did that in my edit and I I just wasn't even thinking. Mm. And then when I got into film school and I showed him my project, the teacher was like, oh my God, this reminds me of Hype Williams. And I was just like, don't fucking tell me that. Like, don't say that. It's my first year in school. Don't tell me that. Like, don't hype me up that much. And I fell in love with video editing. And as I was in school within those four years, um, I built a film crew, a beautiful film crew, a dope film crew. Um, I started to produce films. I've started to produce short films. I started to work on art direction. Um, And throughout that time in college, I I grew up working in restaurants from the age of 15 um, up until I was in college. And so I always had like a hostess job. And then the further I got into video editing, I just started working for like 
editing agencies in Florida. And it just kind of happened. So I always had my bread and butter be editing jobs and then my play money be these hostess jobs. And throughout the time I was in college, the little film crew that I put together, which was about five to 10 of us, give or take what the project needed. And we won, I think about four to five film awards within the time I was in college. And then outside of college, post-college, that same crew and I went to submit more films and series. And I won, I have a total of seven awards for film producing now. <laughs> no big deal. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Mm-hmm. And it, what I love about this is, you know, there's so many points of the story that I wanted to touch on. And so I, I just had to interject because I love where you're going with this. You're giving us a real, not just look into your life, but a life of an artist. Um, and so one of the things that I loved is, first of all, um, your love for sports and and shouting out your teams. Because one of the things that I, I really want to, sh- you know, talk about in the show is like sports as art and as entertainment. Because, you know, athletes are doing things that like, you know, average people can't do, but it's also like an art form. It's like martial arts. Um, so I, I just love that you talked about that and it kind of having influence in your life and in your art. And I also loved how uh, your experiences in school with smoking weed and having your grades kind of dwindle also push you in the direction of going where you were supposed to go and like, you know, going, not going to the school you originally planned on going to, but going to the school you were supposed to go to, which led you to getting into editing, which led you to being like likened to one of your greatest influences. Like that kind of, it's like a life path that you're on that I'm, that I'm hearing through this uh, interview. And it's kind of what living will exist for, which is to show the audience like, this is what it looks like when you are doing what you're doing with your life is it's not always it's not a straight and narrow. It's like, sometimes you got to go one way to go the, the right way, but it might not feel right at the time. And I love how you transition from, you know, uh, your time in school to your time in your working career, because often I'll ask people like, what was the moment where you transitioned? And I think you spoke on something I wanted to emphasize, which is, you know, working jobs that are financially f- freeing, like you need them for survival, but then also working on your passion. And so how you were a hostess who was also editing, and then you were able to get these accolades, and these awards and move farther, farther away from that into what you really wanted to do. Everything about your story is amazing. And I think it's, it's, you know, it's the artist's journey. You've, you know, uh, you exemplified that um, in, in your work. And so how did you go from having this success traditionally, winning these awards, getting your footing in the traditional entertainment world to now this emergent mm-hmm. market of the blockchain? Man, oh man. So <laughs> like most of us, <laughs> like most of us, at least in my circle and tribe in Web3, um, it was Julian. Um, met him on Clubhouse in December of, what are we in? Shit, we're in 2022 now. And this is Julian Gilliam, uh, the artist known as Logic. The artist known as Logic. Yeah. So what that was like, it was 2020. It was during the pandemic. So I hopped on Clubhouse, got my invite in November, uh, met Julian through that platform. And between like the November to January, um, you know, Clubhouse started to go public. So people were like falling off. So for the whole year, I had really no idea. I saw it here and there. And like the rest, I was like, what the fuck are NFTs? And I remember the guy I was dating at the time because he's in stocks and crypto. I was like, do you know about NFTs? Like, what are these things where artists are monetizing off of 
um, I don't really know what that is. I'm like, well, I kind of want to know what this is. Like, what the fuck is this? And, um, you know, life's happening. Um, I moved to Atlanta. That's where I'm based now. I moved to Atlanta in the middle of the pandemic. And so I'm working at these like ad agencies. And now I'm a creative services director for live production events here in Atlanta. I love that job. Um, Because I have this manager position, I'm not so much editing and producing. I'm actually contracting people out. Mm. And I don't have like, I have way more time on my hands to actually work on my passions. Um, So the summer of 2021, I actually started filming my first visual podcast called The Deep Verse. This is before I got into the NFT space. Um, In March 2021, um, my friend Andre and I were having this conversation and he said something to me about like, yo, like our, our conversations are always so deep and it should be a podcast. So in March 2021, we're having this conversation and he tells me, um, we're having this deep ass conversation. And he goes, oh yeah, Vic, by the way, I recorded this. And I was like, what? I was like, no, the fuck you didn't. He was like, yes, I did. I said, no, you fucking didn't record our conversation. He goes, I got about like an hour and a half. I was like, we've been on the phone for an hour and a half. He goes, well, three hours, but I got an hour and a half. And I was like, oh shit. Um, Okay. And he said something to me. And this is where the deep verse was birthed. He said something to me in this conversation. He's a writer, author, and actor. His name's Andre Knox. He lives in LA. And he said something to me as he's working on his new book. And he's like, you know what, Vic, you just got to be well-versed in the deep. And I was like, oh my God. And I was like, yo, jokingly, wasn't even like, wasn't even thinking about creating a podcast jokingly was like yo that would be the name of like our podcast it would be named the deep verse he's like oh my fucking god he's like Vic you did not just do that I was like what he goes that's fucking it the deep verse and I was like oh shit that's it (laughs) so March 2021 the deep verse is birth the idea and thought of it in April May of 2021 shout out to Dave Chappelle fucking legend Dave Chappelle drops the midnight miracle podcast If you haven't listened to it, it is on Luminary. You can also find some of the episodes on YouTube. And I was high at the time. I was on a road trip (laughs) with my homegirl. We were were driving back to Atlanta because she lives in Jacksonville and I kicked it with her over the summer. Um, And so she's driving back, um, following me to Atlanta so she can come kick it. And I'm listening to this Dave Chappelle podcast, high as fuck, that I I missed my exit. She's like, yo, where are you going? I was like, oh shit. I I was so lost in like the audio engineering and the sonics and the storytelling of Dave Chappelle's podcast and like, oh shit, gave me another level of inspiration and creativity when it came to the deep verse. So I was working at this bar for a few months just to like get some quick cash. And I was like, I quit. I went, I traveled for what, June, July, August. During the time I'm traveling, it's LA and New York. Um, My son was born in New York. I used to live in New York. I love New York. And so I spent about two weeks there and then I made a trip to LA. Andre lives in LA and I was like, yo, I'm gonna be in LA for a week. We should fucking like film the deep verse. Like we should film some fucking episodes. Like let's film two episodes of the deep verse and see how it goes. So within a small span of time, I reach out to people on Instagram. Um, I find my production crew, find my team, and we end up going into full production of the deep verse for those first two episodes in 2021. I remember seeing Julian on Instagram saying, yo, I know it's been a minute, y'all. I came up on NFTs. That's why I've been MIA. 
And I'm like, yo, congrats. I don't know what the fuck it is or what you did, but yo, whatever. So I hit him. I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? And he he tells me like, yo, no, Vic, like the video stuff you do, you can make anything into an NFT. I'm like, what does this anything. mean? <laughs> like, what do you mean anything? It's so broad. And like, it goes away, it goes away. And I'm on Twitter and I'm seeing all these NFT fucking spaces on Twitter. And this is like November, December. So it's very brand new. Like we're in January, 2022 right now. So it's very, very, very brand new to me. And November, December, I'm seeing it. And then I see my homie at Chill Season, John Alexander, who is now my co-host for NFT Filmmaking and Chill with us. Um, I'm like, bro, what the fuck are you doing? He's like, yeah, I got an NFT project. I'm like, what the fuck? And granted, the background for John and I, John and I have been working together um, freelancing for a year now um on the same projects music festivals podcasts and our own personal projects passion projects together like I've put money in his pockets I hire him to be a DP for my stuff like my own personal passion projects and I trust his vision I I love his work ethic he's very professional and we've literally vibed for the whole year working on different projects to where even now as my creative services director position I contract him out and I hire him put more money in his pocket. And so he's like, yeah, you remember this project I did XYZ, I'm gonna mint it, da, da, da. I'm like, what is mint? What does this mean? I don't know what these terms are. And so he's like, yeah, no, like my boy Julian. I'm like, you know Julian, what the fuck? So one day I hop in the fucking NFT Twitter space. And be right before that, I remember my friend was like, where's the deep verse gonna live? What are we gonna do with the deep verse? What the fuck? I was like, I don't know what I'm gonna do with it. I don't know if I want it to be on Tidal or Spotify or live on YouTube, but I do know that I want it to have exclusive access. I do know that it's very vulnerable. So I don't want everyone in the whole world to have it. So I was like, maybe I'll just make a password protected website. I don't fucking know. And then the more I started to learn about NFTs, I'm like in this space. And then um, I think Logic is trying to introduce John and I, or I'm trying to introduce them. He's like, wait, y'all know each other? I'm like, yeah. So we're like, oh shit, we all know each other. And it just like kind of started from there. And everything that I envisioned for the deep burst is just slowly coming to fruition. Um, teaser, spoiler alert, whatever. I do have three completed teasers for the deep verse that will be dropping um, at the first of each month up until the full drop. The full drop is going to be May 1st. That way I give people time because we're doing something very special in New York City, the weekend of NFT NYC. Um, so, you know, just like everyone else who's been in the space who are like gun ho want to do this now, I had to take a step back. And I learned that from logic. I learned that from other people who are successful in this space. I've learned it by researching very successful artists in Web3 who have roadmaps, who have smart contracts, who are building fucking don't want to say the word community is like burned into my brain, but it's like people who are really building for their tribes within web three. And so that's when I realized, yo, I have to take a step back and really visualize what I want the deep verse to be and live as, as it is a visual podcast, there's going to be multiple episodes. So I have so much range to give so much utility to contribute. And now it's just like, literally right before this interview, I was like finalizing the three teasers and sending them to like my crew, like, yo, should we go with these? Should we go with these? Which ones do you like? And that's where I'm at with it now. And that's how I got into it. And being able to now have like, we're on our fourth episode of filmmaking NFTs and chill on Twitter spaces. 
And I'm like, how, like, how do we do this? And people are learning, we're growing and learning together with everyone. And that's just kind of how it became for me. It's, it's one of those things. It's one of those things where everybody who, whether it was from crypto, whether it was from NFTs, whether as an artist or like an entrepreneur or an activist, everybody has those moments where they're like, what is it? What is any of this? This is what the hell am I looking at? Uh, what am I hearing right now? And then you start experimenting with it yourself. Well, I tell people all the time, and I'll say it to the audience right now, like, we cannot explain it to you. You have to learn it for yourself. That, but every single person will have a moment where they were like, what the fuck is this person telling me? But then you go and you research it and then you realize, oh, minting is just like uploading something on the internet. Or, you know, um, a lot of these people are very new. Like you said, they learned about NFTs last year and they're multimillionaires now. Like it's, there's a lot of wealth being generated. This is never financial advice, but I encourage everyone listening, you know, we are excited about this because we see the potential and I truly believe that if you research it as well, you will see the potential as well. Uh, I know Vic that you have limited time. I know you have to get out of here. So I'll ask you one more question. We'll bring it back for another episode soon. Um, yes. And my question to you would be uh, if you could give advice to anyone that's listening right now, words mm -hmm. of wisdom or otherwise, if you could say mm -hmm. anything to anyone anywhere about anything right now, mm -hmm. what would you say to them? Word. Well, as we're on the topic of Web3 and everything that's becoming like innovative in this space, especially for artists and people who are entering that that's very fresh for you. One, stay true to yourself and be your most authentic self and do not get overwhelmed and burnt out. Those would be like my three top because there's so much to learn in this space and it's ever growing, it's ever evolving. And with that, you will get overwhelmed and you're, <laughs> you're going to want to learn. You're going to want to learn everything about it, but you don't have to learn and know everything about it. Um, personally, for me, I'm only in rooms where I know I'm going to gain knowledge. I know that I'm going to get the answers I need. And I also know that I'm going to take away what resonates the most for the project I am currently working on. I don't need to know anything else outside of anything else I need right now, you know? So that is my advice. And then as artists are entering the space, remember to tell your fucking story. A lot of us are forgetting, and I don't, you know, I don't really want to like, oh, a lot of us, but like, you know, some people are forgetting that it's art and artists before it's NFTs. That is where it starts because without the art, without the artist, there's not an NFT. And that is, this is just like an art revolution. This is just a new way for us to unlock creativity, to unlock other inspiration, to collaborate. And the, the one thing I love most about this space right now, because it is so early on, is the access that we do have to the people who are building the foundation for us right now. Like that's, that's all I have to say about it. Like that's where I'm at with it. Let's fucking go. I love that. Well, listen, this is part one of an interview that we're going to be doing. Um, part two, who knows when it'll happen. It might be before the deep first. It might come afterwards. It might be after we make our first million. It might be after the first billion, but um, I'm really excited to continue this conversation. Um, usually I, you know, I'm able to ask more questions, which is so interesting because I have a few guests like yourself where, in your answering, you're answering the follow-up questions that I would have asked. So I just fall back and let the the story go its its direction. And you fucking killed it, yo. Like 
I, I this is one of those episodes where I, I know it's going to continue growing, just like our careers. So I'm really grateful to be on this journey together. Stay tuned to what Vic is doing, y'all. We'll be back with more soon. Uh, and and meet us in the spaces and come see what the reason that we're fanning out over this thing called Web3. Let's fucking yeah. go, Vic. It was such a Let's pleasure. Thank go. you so much for coming. You too, Will. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Bump in the road, minus setback. I cannot forget that. You see me sell soft, I regret that. I carry the supply like a kid pack. And you ain't have to talk, you just stare back. You already know where my head at. I'm trying to get this bread, Jack. And really, I ain't trying to hear that. It's clear that. The shit a nigga talk about. I really done did that. I really done lived that. Well, you wouldn't want your kids at. You wouldn't want your crib back. Nigga, I can't even sit back without the strap. Nigga, I can't even relax without the pack. It's all on the line, nigga. I can't even fall back. I fell down, but I crawled back. Looking for the money, power, respect, all that. A true hustler, what you call that? Got me feeling like MF Doom on all caps. Look, told y'all, man. Fucked up. You put your money on the laws, man, they told y'all wrong Dewan already sold y'all songs Records from the heart that was hot like the stove still on The herd dripping while it closed along The frozen arm, compliment the golden charms I make chess moves on for some, I'm so nonchalant All with the flick of the wrist, savage triple-double steals and assists It's like I'm running the point Oscar Robinson puffing his joint With 40s and 4.5s, that's a lot of points I write crime like Donald Goins Hustle for the coins, breaking down chicken tenderloins Money make a lot of shit, null and void Life you can't avoid, keep it with me cause I'm paranoid Big Glock shots make a scary noise Keep it very poised, turn your group of men into scary boys